Welcome to Crystal Talk. I'm your host, Dr. Jenny. In today's episode, we follow up on my medium.com blog post called Why Your Anger Towards Narcissist is a Waste of Time. It has turned into one of my more popular blog posts and warrants a little more discussion of what it means to deal with narcissists and why we simply love to get angry at them. My experience with dealing with narcissists is wide-ranging. I've worked with them in the family court system as a child custody evaluator, I've dealt with them in my matchmaking business, and I've personally dealt with them in my dating life. While none of them are easy to handle, our own fear and lack of education is making things worse. Our empowerment is always within reach, but our fear has diminished our power to heal ourselves. Join me as it's time to take our power back. So apparently, one of the most popular articles I've written on my medium.com blog post is called Why Your Anger Towards Narcissists is a Waste of Time. And it's definitely elicited a few comments of different disagreements. It's elicited a lot of support. Um, It's definitely the one that's gotten the most claps. We're up to almost 2,000 at this point. Um, And I find it interesting that this particular topic is the one that is becoming more and more popular. And part of it might be because we're now locked in quarantine during coronavirus, and we might be living with people who have um, what psychologists would call narcissistic traits. But I think that the whole narcissism trend has been going on for the past few years, And I think there's probably other reasons for it. Um, And before I go into adding information um, that's not in the blog post, for those of you who have not read the blog post, I just want to kind of bullet point what the article talked about. So in the beginning of the article, I talk a little bit about my journey as a psychologist and what my training was like when I first encountered my uh, first client who would be diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder. And even though we go around throwing out that diagnosis incredibly often, um, personality disorders really are not uh, widely seen in our general population. So we're talking about definitely way less than 10% um, for, you know, the totality of uh, uh, personality disorders in general. Um, And so we've become a culture that whenever there is self-involved behavior, um, we automatically label the person as a narcissist. And I think that this has started to do real damage, um, not only, you know, to our own relationships, but a lot of damage to increasing the fear that we are surrounded by narcissists. And someone like my client who taught me this, um, that person and people in general who truly meet the criteria for a narcissistic personality disorder are amazingly rigid in their thought processes um, and incredibly disturbed um, in the in their interpersonal interactions and it's pretty obvious from the beginning um, that there's something just off 
Um, I think what the problem is, is that most of us interact with people who have narcissistic traits, but don't meet full criteria for personality disorder. And the reason for this is that by and large, our society has rewarded, probably up until right now, has greatly rewarded people who display narcissistic features. Um, we reward them in our corporate environments. We reward them um, on social media. Um, we reward them with lots of fame and lots of money. I think many of us have probably watched uh, Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew and perhaps read uh, Dr. Drew's book on narcissism um, pertaining to his work with celebrity clientele. And it's pretty obvious that um, those particular traits that make you very self-involved have up until just now made you also potentially incredibly successful and probably able to make money. And when we look at dating and relationships and kind of how we have prioritized the checklist of the type of people we would like to end up married to, charismatic and, and the ability to make money is now highly sought after, not only by women who in the past have been labeled as gold diggers, but by men now who are looking for women with particular levels of wealth. And so regardless, if we say to our friends, we're not looking for someone with narcissistic traits, we continue to screen in and these personality types because we value someone's ability to make money over their other personality characteristics that might actually be healthier for a long-term relationship. So the client that really taught me this difference between just having narcissistic traits versus having a full-blown personality disorder was a case of a young woman who, when faced with the actual facts of how she was hurting her child, could not see um, her responsibility and actively worked behind the scenes to sabotage her case because she felt righteously um, that she was right and the rest of the system was wrong. Um, and unlike many of the other cases that we worked on, um, and this was in post-Katrina New Orleans, she was one of the few cases who was unable to reunify with her child. Um, the level of um, disturbance related to her personality was so high and so rigid that there just wasn't enough um, enough time to work with her, nor was there an interest in working. Um, the level of projection of blame onto the system, which is normative um, given those kinds of cases, but in this case um, was really just incredibly profound. And what I learned from working on that case is that I would leave the office every time I had a session with her and be incredibly angry. Um, and I didn't understand why. And, you know, if you want to know the difference between just a therapist and a psychologist who spends years on their training or a psychiatrist who might spend years on their training, it's in this moment. It's in that moment where we have had so many years of supervision to determine that when we get angry after we leave working with a client, it is in our ability to learn and process that information and not act it out. That is the difference between someone who just holds your hand and tells you how wonderful you are and someone with real clinical skill. 
because to work with someone who has this level of pathology in their personality takes a tremendous amount of self-insight to figure out why are you leaving the office incredibly pissed and angry and why are you leaving the office not liking your client and really highly trained psychologists and highly trained therapists with additional years of clinical supervision will be able to sit and um, sit with a colleague or if they're still in training sits with a supervisor and process through their own anger so that they can ascertain what might be going on with their clients. And that is why everyone needs to pay a really good therapist because you need someone who is willing to sit there and process that information so that they can actually go out into the world and help people. Um, But doing that kind of work, even when you're highly trained, is incredibly exhausting. It's incredibly difficult. And it takes a level of insight for, you know, sensitive healers to realize when I get angry, there is probably someone with incredibly high narcissistic features in the room. And so for me, I had to learn that when I start to get this moment of I feel like my energy is being drained, I feel like I'm about to fall asleep um, and I'm leaving angry, then I'm actually experiencing what the person who we've labeled as narcissistic is experiencing. And because I'm an empath, I've now taken on their energy and I've taken on their emotions. This, and I want to say this very clearly, this does not make this particular person who we label as a narcissist a bad person. Narcissists are just like everyone else. We all probably have a little bit of narcissistic features and They are someone who is hurting, who often also has a really horrible life story to tell whether or not they're coming from money or whether or not they're coming from, you know, some really poor background. There is always a story to tell behind the reason why their personality has become so rigid and inflexible. And I think that when we interact with them and we don't have this training, And I want to make it very clear that even with my many years of experience, it is difficult for me. So if you have not had professional training and had to deal with them, it is going to be 47 times more difficult for you. And that is a reality. Um, But we have to also understand that most of what is transpiring between you and this person who are labeling narcissists is a very unconscious process. Um, and what happens is, is that we, as the other person begin to act out the anger and then we want to go after them and we want to hurt them and we want, you know, to take them down and especially if there's some kind of divorce situation. And I get incredibly concerned looking at Facebook posts or Instagram posts about narcissistic abuse and, um, you know, just narcissistic you know, going out into the world, causing all kinds of, um, basically accusing them of almost being the devil and causing all kinds of trauma to innocent people, is that when we go down that negative spiral, and when we go down the path of thinking they have all the power to hurt us, we are actually causing more harm to ourselves 
then they probably have started the process. And I'm not saying that, you know, abusive behavior is okay by any means, because many of these cases do do uh, spiral into those situations. But when we focus on the negativity and when we focus on blaming them and when we focus on getting angry with them and wanting to take them down and wanting to call them a bad person and wanting to go down that rabbit hole of I'm the victim, we have given them all of our power and they sit there and we're and are able to manipulate that power for their own good. So it actually doesn't do us any good to get mad at them because getting mad just manipulates the situation to exactly what it is that they expect. They expect people to get mad at them and then they expect to be able to move on from someone in a very um, uh, less than empathic manner. Um, and, they're, and they expect to make people dis- disposable that once, you know, they're social status or their access to funds or their access to social capital disappears, they fully expect that you're going to get mad at them and then they're just going to move on. Um, And so when I sat down to write this article, it really came from a place of my concern that we are so focused on this negativity rather than focused on the message of why are these people showing up in our lives And what is it that we can do to empower ourselves so that we decrease the likelihood of interacting with these people in the future? And when we don't go down the self-care bandwagon, when we don't move past the grief and we don't move past the pain, we will stay in this victimization cycle our entire lives. And that's just not a good way to live. So oftentimes, uh, narcissists show up in our lives because we have a lot of pain or trauma in our current life. And for those of you who may be spiritual and believe in past lives, it is often a past life situation as an opportunity that has arisen for you to finally step into a much more powerful uh, position and to say no. Um, and I know that that can be incredibly difficult, um, especially in incredibly abusive situations. Um, but many of these relationships are what we call karmic in nature, that they are um, crazy making, that they don't make a logical sense. It is incredibly difficult to leave them. Um, Our friends and family don't understand why we stay married to these people or why um, we just can't move on from these people. These are what I call um, karmic relationships that stem from a tremendous amount of toxic insecurity where one person, the narcissist, is over on one side and then it's usually a really sensitive empath over on the other side. And because neither person is doing personal development work, no one is moving to the center and therefore the status quo of the relationship is maintained. And so the only way to break this cycle is for the empath who definitely has more motivation to heal is to move through the personal development journey 
so that you, you energetically are no longer a match for the narcissist in the future. And unfortunately, most people think they've started the journey, but they've joined a Facebook group or they've um, spending all their time for years talking to people who just want to blame the narcissist. And this is rampant in the um, kind of post-divorce world. Um, and it's rampant on YouTube and it's just rampant in blog posts and it's rampant on Instagram news feeds. And it's a problem because you can give yourself time to grieve and to be angry and you can give yourself time to find some support. But at a certain point, you need to move on and beyond that if you truly want to heal. So I can tell you a story um, and it's going to be a story that makes more sense when my book called Toxic Insecurity comes out. But I had a very difficult relationship that I thought was leading to marriage in my late 20s. Um, and it completely fell fell apart. And it was a very toxic ending that included a lot of abandonment issues and just um, definitely... I was told by more than one therapist that it sounded like that this particular person was a narcissist. And so in the beginning, like many, many people, I blamed him, my friends and family, you know, wanted to run him over with a car, that they couldn't understand what happened. It ended in a really just dramatic, um, disrespectful fashion. And I was lost for many, many years. Um, as will be discussed in my book, it prompted a, a healing journey that I didn't know I was starting at that time. Um, it forced me to question my career. It forced me to question whether or not I was uh, good enough in my relationships. Um, and it, it took me um, through a huge amount of anxiety and depression um, and a long time to realize and understand what was going on and even though that that relationship was toxic and even though when we ran into each other maybe 10 years 10 years later and I still had that feeling of like how toxic it was like my body could like I could not physically be in the same place as him it was very much of a traumatic response at the end of this healing journey I have to say that given all of that pain and I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful for having that experience because he gave me the opportunities to heal things from this life and past lives that I now need in order for me to continue down my spiritual journey, um, which will probably be coming in book two, but related to a new relationship that is much more spiritual in nature. Um, and the similarities between these two are... Um, these two people um, are night and day, and yet there is so much overlap um, and things that I needed to learn from this past relationship that would not have made it, if I did not go down that journey, would not have made it possible for me to be where I am today. And so it takes a long time to do the healing work, and so I don't want to you know, diminish, diminish the pain that most people feel because I have definitely have been there and I have treated it professionally. Um, but I can say there is usually a reason 
for it. And so we can't stay in the place of anger our entire life. What happens if we don't move forward is that we become incredibly blocked in our ability to manifest future relationships, to manifest our career, to manifest the kind of money that we want. It really does destroy our life and we have the choice to change that. This other person does not have that kind of power. It, it in the beginning feels like they do, but I promise you they don't have that power. Your choice to heal and to move on from the anger is your choice. Um, and we all have to be able to sit and think about whether or not we want to make that choice. You know, I every day I get phone calls from mostly women, but now more men, saying, you know, that they, they want to heal from their narcissistic relationship in the next two days so they can move on immediately and not repeat that experience. And I hate to break it to you, it just doesn't work that way. When you've had some pretty toxic relationship experiences, the healing journey takes a long time and you have to commit to it, that there are no uh, quick fixes and there are no... Um, you know, tips and tricks um, that are going to f heal what needs the, what needs to be healed at a deeper level. So for those people who choose to go on the journey, I commend you. I think you are a warrior. Um, and I often refer to the, my clients who do take the journey as emotional warriors, that you're about to go down the rabbit hole of very serious healing of the mind, body, and soul that will also enter into very serious emotional healing. And it is not an easy journey. It is much easier to stay in the place where you blame the narcissist and where you stay angry for the next 20, 25 years of your life. And I've seen it and I've treated people who are still still in that place. And there's nothing I, as a professional, can do about it. There's nothing that your friends and family can do about it. But you are the one who gets to make the choice. And I hope that you, you know, after listening to this and perhaps reading the article, you make the choice to move forward. The other part of the article that I think is particularly helpful is the tips and tricks of how to use assertiveness uh, to your advantage in order to manage a narcissistic person. I think part of the problem with our society is that we like to blame, play victim, but actually not learn new skills. And so the other reason to not get angry at the narcissist is because um, most of us just don't have the education to be able to manage the difficult personality. Um, and so the education that needs to happen is really assertiveness training. And it's really learning how verbal language affects um, other people. And it's learning how to set boundaries. And it's learning how to... Um, use your words and your language in such a way that um, that you get your point across without necessarily opening yourself up to being hurt by the other person. And I have to say that learning the skill is not hard, but where people get tripped up is that they want to be emotionally validated that the experience they're going through is a real 
experience and they make the mistake of looking to the narcissist who has no ability to use their emotions in a healthy way for validation that they're not losing their mind. And so it really is an education of kind of understanding the dynamics and to understand how to deal with high conflict people in general. Um, And so the work that I cited in the article is done by someone who I've read his work many years ago, who's worked in the family court system. His name is Bill Eddy. Um, He runs something called the High Conflict um, Institute and has done a lot of um, family law work where some of the most narcissistic people I've ever come across um, are usually going through a divorce or a child custody dispute. Um, and his, his work is very simple in terms of limiting how many words you use. You're very logical and fact-oriented, and it's setting appropriate boundaries in a nice, in a nice way, not an argumentative way. It's very simple, but it's not emotionally satisfying, and that inability to regulate our own emotions um, or to take care of ourselves is where we fall into the trap of escalating things with a narcissist. So I hope that you know people keep responding to the article. Um, I hope people realize um, that you know there are people in incredibly difficult situations with someone who does full, fully meet narcissistic personality disorder and um, those are the people who really um, get a little bit of a pass on you know whether or not to express their their anger but for many of us we're dealing with people who have some maybe a few narcissistic traits or high levels of anxiety that have made people self-involved um, and that not everyone um, is a full-blown narcissist and we really need to reel it back a little bit and start looking at our own behavior and just healing what needs to be healed so that we no longer attract these people into our life so if anyone has any questions about this topic, please let me know. Um, I have a feeling I'll probably be interviewing some people around it since it seems to continue to be so popular. But I really hope that you begin to realize you have way more power to make decisions for yourself and to heal uh, yourself. And the narcissist doesn't hold the cards. You do. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Crystal Talk. As always, please consult your medical professionals or your mental health professionals um, as the purpose of this uh, podcast is for informational purposes only. If you have any questions or concerns, or if you simply have some ideas about topics that you would like addressed, please go ahead and email me personally at jenniferevaporrelationships.com. Thank you for listening. Please go and subscribe and please leave a review if you are feeling particularly inspired to do so. Thank you.